hey guys what is up what is happening good morning and welcome to episode 13 of coffee talks how are you guys doing today it's such a great day i'm i don't know why but it just feels like today is going to be an amazing day for me i just woke up i feel good Got a nice cup of coffee with me and i'm just ready to get into it i don't know where to begin i actually i do i do first off i wanted to begin by saying happy wednesday <laughs> happy hump day i hope everyone's mornings are off to a great start today is a special day because i actually did something that i said i was going to do remember in the last episode i said we were going to start releasing the podcast on a more consistent basis i said i was going to release it every wednesday in the morning and it is wednesday morning you guys are getting it as promised so i feel like that is cause for celebration you know <laughs> oh my goodness we did something guys i made it happen you know it's just oh this is amazing thank you thank you thanks everyone thank you for your love Thank you for the applause. It, just <laughs> it feels so amazing. Oh my goodness. This is the start of something new. This is the start of something fresh. And I just feel great. And I'm so happy that I get to share my morning with you guys. And um, yeah, so right now we're on episode 13. <laughs> That's wild. Um, you know, when I started this podcast back in March... I didn't know where it was going to go. And I looked at the analytics because like all creators, I care about who listens to my content and I don't really get that many listeners, but there are people from different areas of the country and even the world who are listening to this show. So, you know, for all my listeners out there, anyone who's taken the chance to just click the play button and listen. And if you're following the show, I really thank you. It's so amazing. But I didn't think I was going to be motivated enough to continue this far you know it's been a wild ride i'm so happy that i get to share this part of my life with you and i'm really thankful that whoever's listening to this that you're there with me in spirit and you're just helping me giving me your energy which is something that i really really need so thank you for that you know today i wanted to talk to you guys about a topic that more or less encompasses all the topics that I've discussed on the show. And it's been really interesting because I was talking to my friend Jordan the other night and he asked me if I had ever wanted to do a show surrounding trust and honesty and self-truth. And it didn't seem like the the topic was going to, because I, I didn't know what, what he was trying to get at with me um, because he talked a lot about how he couldn't imagine how people might like the way that he treats other people with the sincerity and the respect that he does. He just can't imagine that being reciprocated. And sometimes he feels like he is an almost too honest person. And I felt like that didn't necessarily surround the topic of honesty, but rather I felt as if it was more centered around vulnerability and relatability. And that's what I wanted to talk about today because allowing yourself to open up to others can be really hard. It's probably one of the most liberating and intimate things that one can do. But at the same time, it's also a double-edged sword because today's culture praises expression 
to the point where it can be abused. And to provide some context on this, the past few months have been a little interesting. Going back to something I discussed in one of the earlier episodes about letting go of a friend that was very toxic to me. I met this friend this time last year. We met around the end of the summer. We met online playing video games together and we became really close. You know, we spent almost every single day with each other. We would sit in discord calls, play Valorant, and it would be for hours at a time. And we, we had a good thing going. We had a pretty good relationship. You know, we talked every single day. Um, we would just play video games and though that was our life for the summer, but you know, towards the end of the summer, obviously summertime is a time for people to have vacation and relax and unwind, especially if you're a college student. And I was just getting back into school. I had also gone into a relationship and eventually I stopped hanging out with him altogether. And there were times throughout the year where we would spend time with each other and play video games. But each time we hung out, I started to dislike him because I realized he just wasn't good for me. There were a lot of times where I felt very much toxic around him. And I found myself encouraging and defending his bad behavior. He would treat our friends and our friend group terribly. Sometimes he would try to turn us on one another and make us feel bad about ourselves. And I don't know if he did it intentionally, but it felt like to a lot of us that he found a lot of satisfaction in spreading rumors and also getting others to dislike each other. And it felt like the only place where we could find common ground was having him as a friend. And I, and a lot of us felt like that's what his goal was. Not so that we would spend time with each other, but so that we would spend more time with him. And we were just his entourage. And that that's what it felt like to me. Um, you know, when I started dating my ex at the time, you know, I started to realize that were that there were things about myself that I didn't like as well. And I really wanted to change that. And that's where I go back to, I felt as if I was encouraging this guy's bad behavior. And so I felt the need to change and modify my behavior and the way I approached things and other people. So that's where the disconnect started to happen. And that's where I started to just slowly try and keep my distance. And it got to a point where we stopped talking altogether. And around the time this summer started, school was closing for vacation and people are coming home looking for work and trying to make money over the summer. And he wanted to spend more time with me. He wanted to rebuild our, our relationship because I had gone through a breakup. He missed his friends and the friends that we had together. So he wanted to spend more time with me and them. But me, I was at a point where I was just not in a good place. And I felt like I needed people that were going to lift me up and help me feel good about myself. So I didn't really give him that attention. I put more attention towards my friends who also happened to be his friends. And he started to send me messages that were aimed at making me feel bad. You know, the, some of the things he would say to me and other people at the same time where he felt like he had lost his rhythm and that, that I had stolen his friends from him. And it, it was just the same across the board. It felt like he was trying to make us feel bad 
for becoming friends. And that didn't really sit well with me. And me being the person that I am, I got fed up with everything that he was saying. And me and other people would sit down in calls for hours and just vent our frustrations about him. And it came to the point where I ended up confronting him and just basically telling him off, which it's not the most optimal thing to do. You should never, ever blow up at a person. But for me, I was getting very frustrated and I know I could have handled the situation better, but I told him off. I told him how he made me feel. I told him how he made other people feel. And <clears throat> excuse me, he wouldn't accept what I was saying. It just felt like I was talking to a brick wall. And just, just a side note, just a, just a side conversation for you guys. Whenever you make friends, you guys should understand that friendships come and go and people come and go. The only time where those friendships become more permanent is if you're getting into a real serious relationship. And don't get me wrong. I know that there's such a thing as having best friends, right? You'll notice that a lot of people don't have many best friends. You know, I, I can name two people right now who are my best friends. And those people are Luke and Mark, you know, and I, I care very much about them. I think about them almost every single day. We talk almost every single day, but those are the people who I happen to share some of my more intimate moments with, because those are people I feel very strongly about and I care about, but your relationships should never, ever, ever be so you should never go into a relationship looking for outright loyalty and closeness because at the end of the day these relationships can change in the blink of an eye so you should never go into a relationship with expectations and that's exactly what this friend was doing he went into all of our relationships with an expectation and most of those expectations were set very very high and you know he would tell me that i was stealing his friends from him which you know if you make friends with people and you introduce them to your other friends the intention there one there should never be an intention with that but whenever you're introducing your friends to other people you would normally think it's because you feel like those people would like each other you feel like they would connect well and they would be a great part of a potential friend group and that is how those relationships should be you should never ever introduce other people to each other and expect them to remain loyal to you and put all of their energy and all of their time into you it's it's just unrealistic you know if you don't want people to grow apart from you then you need to do things and act in a way which doesn't make them grow apart from you you know that's how relationships work you are shaped by each other and you work with each other and you grow with each other and if you can't accept that then you have no business in trying to make friends. And that's essentially the problem that I found with this friend was because he wasn't okay with the fact that I got close with his friends in that I was hanging out with the friends that we made together. I don't think he understood that some people just click well with each other. And sometimes they click well with each other more than they will click well with you. And when he told me that I had stolen his friends from him, I basically went off on my little rant and told him that he was wrong and he needed to accept that he was wrong and not because I'm right even though most of the time I am <laughs> that's a joke don't take that out of context I know that there are times where I'm wrong but in this instance I was right you know I was telling him exactly how other people felt about him and 
I was hoping that the information that I had shared with him would help him. And he just wasn't accepting it. You know, he started to come up with excuses for everything. Not once did he accept responsibility. Instead, he brought up how miserable he felt and how stressed out he felt. The guy's working two jobs. He's also going to school and he felt very much overwhelmed by all of the stuff on his plate. And all he wanted to have was the same relationship that we had prior, which was hanging out every single day, playing video games, joking, laughing, and making our own little memories. But there are times where you grow apart from each other and you start to find out things that you want in your life. And you start to learn more about the types of people that you want to associate with. And he didn't accept that. He didn't understand that. All this time, he was just trying to make me feel bad. He would not stop telling me that he needed me in his life and that he needed someone to help him feel okay because he didn't feel good in his own skin. He wanted to be able to wake up every single day and be able to live with himself. And that hit hard with me. I was suddenly reminded of the ways most of my relationships had ended. When I went through my breakup, I felt exactly like the friend who was trying to make me feel bad. And most of my relationships that ended badly consisted of either me, which most of the time it was me, or the other person trying to make each other feel bad and trying to make that person stick around. And I would always default to things like lying or guilt tripping the other person so that they would have pity on me so that they would just stick around even though they didn't want to be. And in those moments where we were communicating with each other, I understood his pain because I wanted to help him. I wanted to give him the help that he said he needed. I wanted to give him the help that I knew he needed. I've lived this time and time again. You know, I was at the point where I wanted to help him. But at the same time, I also wanted to take a step back. I wanted him to take a step back and I wanted him to leave me alone. You know, we live these lives of uncertainty and we spend so much time worrying about damage control. We want to keep those good feelings. We want to have that high be consistent. You know, it sucks thinking about the inevitable and it gets too easy to become complacent when all you can think about is loss. And when you start to think about loss and you start to worry about fixing everything, you end up twisting things to serve your own purpose, no matter how pure your intentions are. And what he was doing, what I've done, and what so many of us do in these situations is that we make it about ourselves. We end up trying to stem the bleeding and make it so that self-preservation is at the utmost importance. But we forget about the other person. We forget about the other person's needs. You see, when it comes to you and yourself, you are the most important person and you should always worry about you. That's what I've been taught all my life. And to some extent, that is true because you are the only person who can control your actions and can control your emotions. But when it comes to interpersonal relationships, you must realize that that same theory, that those same principles apply. You cannot control another person. You cannot control how these people feel and how these people react. 
the only person that you can control is yourself. When we feel like we're about to lose something that is just good for us, whether or not it is something that we know is good for us or we believe to be good for us, we start to make things about ourselves and that's really unhealthy. Because once you make things about yourself, you become the antagonist. You become the person who is manipulative and you're changing the narrative so much to the point where you are the person who is evil in this instance. You know, I was listening to a podcast earlier this morning and they were talking about how our culture sets us up to fail. And it was a really, really good conversation because they talked about how so many of us are entrenched in this idea of appealing to our higher selves. Within us, there's always this battle, this inner conflict of light and darkness, higher self versus lower self. Our culture nowadays praises the actions of our lower selves. You see it in Fortune 500 companies, these people, these CEOs, who make these tough decisions and say these things that challenge the the core of our social lives so many of us will label them as narcissists and as selfish but the problem is we idolize narcissism we idolize power and being able to encompass that archetype of being powerful and just taking and getting what we want and living up to our nature as humans that is praised above all else. But the only time that we prescribe to that way of thinking is when it doesn't affect us. And the moment that we encounter someone who treats others poorly or treats us poorly, it becomes a problem. You know, one of the things that terrifies me is being evil or being perceived. It bothers me to think that there have been times where I am the bad guy in other people's lives. You know, there's been so many defining moments in my life where I knew better, but I didn't do better. You know, I, I'll sit there and look at myself in disgust and just think to myself, man, how can you live with yourself? <laughs> how can I wake up every single day and not hate myself? How can I wake up every single day and not be put to shame by my actions? and by my thoughts, by my inner demons. But I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't take the time to actually reflect and just look at myself from the outside. You know, when I went through my breakup back in March, I was an absolute mess. <laughs> I could not live unless I had somebody there to hold my hand. Like, Luke, Mark, Saeed, I am so thankful for you guys. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I need a second. <laughs> I did not think that I was going to... The minute I said their names, I just started tearing up. Oh, my God. All right. Let me, let me take a sip of my drink. <laughs> Wow. Luke, Mark, Saeed. All of you guys that were there for me, you guys were just 
amazing I'm, I'm so thankful for you guys i'm getting off topic but i just want to let you guys know how much i appreciate you because you guys sat there with me every night you guys held my hand you let me fall apart and i'm so thankful i'm i really am thankful for you guys <laughs> thanks thank you oh man sorry i didn't mean to do that my friends allowed me my friends allowed me to be vulnerable. They allowed me to open up about all the things that had been bothering me and all the emotions that were just tearing me apart. But I realized that they cannot be the source of my well-being. They can't. They can't be there with me every single day. They can't always be my shoulder to cry on because they have lives of their own. They have demons that they have to face. What I had to do was give myself permission to be alone. I had to tell myself that it is okay to be alone and it's okay to not have someone fill that void that has been left behind. I had to welcome things like anxiety and depression because it's a part of me. It's who I am. It's a part of all of us. All these emotions that we experience, sadness, happiness, anger, resent, depression, that is all part of us. These are all emotions that we have to face one way or another. You know, I'm reminded of or a couple of episodes from Star Wars, The Clone Wars. And if you're a Star Wars fan, you haven't seen this series yet, I highly recommend it because it is such a good show. And by the way, there are spoilers up ahead, but there was a, a, a slew of episodes that I think apply really well to this topic. So during The Clone Wars, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka, they crash on this planet called Mortis. And... They don't know why they're on this planet. I think they were going to, they were trying to travel to another system to meet up with the Republic's army so that they could fight and try to end the war. And they ended up just randomly crashing on this planet called Mortis. And they encountered three people. One was named father, the other daughter, and son. During these episodes, Anakin is constantly tested. These individuals that they meet happen to have or they appear to be one with the force. And these three people that they meet represent a specific aspect of the force. So the daughter represents the light side and all that is good. The son, the dark side, which is chaos and evil. And the father is supposed to signify balance. He's the guy who keeps his children in check and makes sure that they don't they don't do anything to harm each other or their family. And the father, like all parents, he loves his children. He knows that both have their natures and he knows that both of these individuals are flawed. So he has to be there in order to keep balance between them. And there, there's a conflict in the episode where the son ends up 
kidnapping Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. And throughout this series, he tries to manipulate Anakin and, and convince him to go to the dark side. And um, throughout this time, he's showing Anakin the future. He's basically showing him what his life is going to be like, where Anakin becomes Darth Vader and he ends up killing his wife, Padme. And he tells him that he has the power to change this future. He has the power to save Anakin and the ones he loves, as well as the galaxy. He tells him that the only way to change the future is for him to join forces with him. And eventually the father finds out about what happens or the eventually the father finds out about what is happening and knowing that both the father and the son's power and knowing that both his daughter and his son's power comes from him, he decides to sacrifice himself. And during this, the son sees what he has caused. He feels remorse and sadness and anger for seeing his father and his sister die. And he attempts to reconcile with his father only for Anakin to kill both of them with his lightsaber. And in doing so, Anakin ultimately brings balance to the force since none of the original people on the planet, father, daughter, and son live. I learned a lot from these episodes. No matter what, I'm always going to be faced with deciding between what is right and what is wrong. And that's the same conflict that Anakin experiences throughout his entire life is him wanting to bring balance to the force. And throughout his life, you see him teeter-tottering between the good and the bad. You know, he's seduced by the Emperor, by Palpatine, to come to the dark side. And, and the Emperor manipulates him and tells him that the Jedi are the enemy, tells him that they are in the wrong and that there's no such thing as evil because the dark side is a path to powers and ideologies that the Jedi don't understand. And likewise, the Jedi are doing the same thing with Anakin. They're telling him that the Force is this inherently good thing that is supposed to be pure and bring about the greater good for everyone. But they become complacent with their willingness to bring about the best good. And it ultimately leads to their downfall with Order 66. This taught me that we all experience these conflicts on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, there are going to be moments in our lives where it defines us and by extension, the people around us, because we're going to have to make tough decisions. And I had to accept that. I had to accept that no matter what happens in my life, there's always going to be a constant battle within me. And the same thing goes for you guys. There's always going to be a battle that you guys have within yourselves between choosing what is right and what is wrong. You know, should, should I leave this really toxic and abusive relationship? Should I put my needs above the needs of the person that I love? Should I apply for this job? Should I move across the country, uproot my life? I really like this person. I like this guy, this girl, they're amazing. Should I ask them to be my boyfriend, be my girlfriend, marry me? We're all going to face these tough decisions. And there are going to be more times than not where 
our better angels will be shouted down by our demons. And with that being said, we have to realize that the people around us have these battles as well. They have to make these choices that are ultimately going to be for the greater good. Vulnerability is not about sharing your feelings or your emotions with other people. Although it does involve a great deal of intimacy, it's not about being able to sit down with a person and telling them your deepest, darkest secrets. It's not. <laughs> being vulnerable means that you are aware of those problems and that you are sensitive and that you are human. It also means that you're able to recognize other people have these problems as well. Being vulnerable does not require the presence or the input of others. I want to leave you guys with a challenge. This week, I implore you guys to do some soul searching. It doesn't have to be big or that deep. You can literally just go outside, read a book, or go for a walk, go for a run. Maybe even just sit down and listen to some music. Regardless, take some time to yourself and just think about where you are in life. Ask yourself where you want to be. Ask if you are happy. And then start to ask yourself what you can do. What are the next steps that you can take to attain your happiness, to achieve these goals that you are setting? Now, you can share this stuff with other people, but the most important thing is that you have this time to meditate and think on these things yourself. So that's my challenge to you guys. With that being said, that concludes this week's episode of the Coffee Talks podcast. I really enjoyed talking with you guys. It was such a great feeling for me to discuss this topic and to share some of my thoughts with you. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you haven't already, go ahead and click the follow button on the listening platform of your choice, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Drop me a follow. I don't discriminate. I love anyone who listens to the podcast. Actually, correction, I love you all. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, wonderful rest of your week. I'll see you guys next week. I love you all so much. Mwah.